Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hey there, welcome back. It's uh, Mike Williams. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Today, we're going to call this All Hat, No Cattle. I like that title, kind of like All Bark, No Bite. The latter is a Southern saying, and the former is deemed a Texas-born reference. It's useful, especially in recent years, given the nearly endless number of experts ponied up on stage to tell us the latest reason for apocalypse now. Interestingly, more than finance, I studied psychology over the years. Most market movement is a result of actions triggered by an emotional response to stimuli. Granted, some of that emotional response can be deemed logical and orderly. Indeed, most is not, as we've all learned. And of course, throwing in the high-frequency trader garbage really gins up the joint near term. It may seem really small at first, but if we wash down those tums we're all taking, one will see that the S&P has been sitting in place for 18 months. I want to give you a sense, though, that right this minute, right this minute, the S&P 500 is trading at the very same number within literally 50 cents that it was the day before Thanksgiving in 2014. I don't know if we call that a flat spot, a pause, but I do know this. We've probably been trudging through a, an internal bear market. It's kind of rolled from one sector to another. It obviously started in the oil world, in the industrial world, and then it moved into biotech last summer when Miss Clinton decided to say that she was going to control drug prices, and anybody who was in the drug business has paid the price since. I would argue in time we're going to find out this was a period. We've seen continuing streams of reasons to finally, thankfully, be near the end. It was all over 18 or 20 different times. Black swans have been discussed until we're blue in the face. Experts have ponied up every reason imaginable for the doom we assuredly face ahead. Except guess what? We're where we were 18 months ago, still, even after the collapse of a major sector of our economy, energy, of course, and with some trickle-down effect in the manufacturing and industrial areas we've already touched upon, it's interesting that we're still where we were. It tells you that surprising strength is underneath, but it's being masked. It's nearly not nearly as sexy as all the terrible headlines, but there is a far easier and much more logical explanation for the pause. Pauses are not new, mind you. They've unfolded many times over the last hundred years. Markets have gone through periods where they go nowhere. It's a digestion process. Think of it this way. You know a relay race when you see people start at the starting block and they run as fast as they can and they're going to 
meet their colleagues somewhere down the track and pass that baton. In the past, the runner that started out so fast has to slow down a bit as the new runner speeds up. And the idea is they meet about 20 or 30 yards past that passing point and they're going about the same speed then and they pass the baton, right? And then that new runner takes off a new speed, increasing their speed. But during that period, one was slowing down and the other one was speeding up. So it looked together like they were slower. Right now, as we speak, under all the noise and wasted chatter of chaos, the baton is passing. Just like you can imagine in that race. The baby boom has been running that race. They started out of the blocks in the early 80s. They're slowing down now and passing the baton back to the new runner. Generation Y is picking up speed. They're the next runner of the race, and there's 86 million of them on their way, more than the baby boomers. Under, underestimate this tectonic shift at your own peril. The stage is set to be as surprising as it was in the early 80s when, the, when few saw the baby booms starting out of the blocks. Like Yogi always said, though, making predictions is tough, especially when it's about the future. Are we missing the real signals? Are we getting lost in all the noise of media hype? Pauses are good. They refresh, they restore energy, and they permit time for things to be fixed, adjusted, improved, and perceived in a better way. Like I said, it's not exciting, but what's building under the surface will be for many. Muddling along is never fun. It causes emotions to twitch, making us more susceptible to all those news flashes, which cause us to misperceive reality for a space and time. Fears can grow where ghosts simply don't exist, but we can imagine them there. It's a normal occurrence these days as we're all pretty much wired emotionally the same way. And listen, it's far easier to sell fear than confidence, even easier to embrace fear after the last 15 years of one roller coaster event after another. Now every pause is no longer a pause, it's 2008 all over again. Remember this though, at real highs, very few people are afraid of anything, and they don't want to know anything about the latest hedging tools or how they should manage their risk, because you know what? At highs, the sentiment is opposite from today. They don't care about risk because they don't see any risk. They think things grow to the sky. That's when we should worry. We are miles and miles and miles away from that sentiment. Just last month, as April was closing, these podcasts hinted that I would not be surprised at all to see the onslaught of earnings season drive a pause in the market. After all, the sell-in-May chant and go-away is on the calendar every year. The summer swoon is next. Just be prepared for it. It's, it's the first thing we think about when summer starts. But listen... The last two big corrections in the market, short of the one that started this year, were both summer swoons. They were both scary. 
They both caused the crowd to panic for a couple of weeks. But in the end, neither were recessions. Neither were end of the world. Both were false positives on the apocalypse now scale. But good news, people. Sentiment just after a couple of weeks of chop is already ugly. In fact, the latest bullish reading in the AAII bullish sentiment is 20.7%. Let me give you a sense of what that means in the grand scheme of things. At the end of the 2008-2009 collapse, at a market Dow of 7,000, not 17,000, the bullish reading was 19.7%. Today, we're 20.4, 10,000 points higher. Like I've said for years, if you think the masses are too bullish, just give me a few weeks of red ink and they'll all be gone. Think fiscal, not Fed. Our economy has been hobbled, not by what we are doing, because we're working hard, but what has been done to the economy. Massive regulations have been added over the last eight years. Massive new tax loads. Further massive social distribution. A fifth grader would have figured this out already. Choke the goose long enough, and it eventually gasps for air. There's only a hundred cents on the dollar. Every dollar we create in the, quote, record GDP output we're creating, every dollar, you shave off so much of it. And before long, a regular recovery becomes something we all define as, quote, the weakest recovery on record, unquote. I repeat, it's not because of what we haven't done. It's because of what has been done to the economy. Like I said, the churn we are all feeling is a massive generation building strength. We needed the same strength in the late 70s and early 80s to escape that negative vortex, that lost decade. We're witnessing the very same churn now. Inside the churn, processes and new industry shifts are being built which will create the energy to overcome the latest mountains in our way. But keep in mind, we need to be thankful for all those mountains. That's what causes us to move forward. The mountains were the pauses, the flat spots in history. What we are witnessing is not new. It's just not fun. But it is valuable for long-term investors. May is unfolding pretty much as noted in your April podcast. Lots of chop and continued frustrating churn. I call it two steps forward and one and three quarters back. And it's likely here for a while still. Keep in mind the summer doldrums are ahead and they get very boring. The stage is set for a bit more struggle. But those periods should again produce opportunity if we stay focused on the proper elements hidden under all the noise, and the proper long-term horizon. The point is this, another quarter or two and we'll have round-tripped the largest setbacks in the energy pit. Earnings growth, quote-unquote, will magically reappear as numbers build from a new base after a shallow pause. We have been digesting tremendous churn while the market went nowhere. 
that's a success, even though it has been a struggle. What excuse will we use when the markets break to new highs now? We need to think larger. We need to see with better eyes. Think demographics, not economics. We are in far better shape than the masses understand. Use dips and corrections to your advantage. Stay patient and disciplined. Work with your advisor and build your plan and stay on your path. Thanks again for joining us. Hope this has been helpful. Until we see you on the next podcast, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.